afraid. We've been uh, going through uh, some of the, the foundations, and there's a lot of foundations that, um, you know, as you know, this walk, sometimes you drop a few things, you know, from the oldest to the youngest of us, you, sometimes you drop something, and then it just falls out of memory, and it just becomes a part of uh, what you no longer do. You know, last week, um, and brother, two weeks ago, you spoke on. Um, that dropped that. Faith. Faith. What's what's faith? Yeah. And uh, last week, we heard something really important. Faith is probably the best way to start out a fundamentals course. Because that's what it, that's kind of like the grease that greases all the wheels, all the other fundamentals. Because without faith, there's no forgiveness. forgiveness. And last week we learned about forgiveness. And I got to tell you, you know, as you're walking along, that's one of the things that can drop off. And if it does, it can be a little, a, a little sketchy moving, moving forward. That is a, one of the most important things that we can remember foundationally. And our brother um, uh, pointed us in the direction of Matthew chapter 6 where he talks about the Lord's Prayer. And at the end of it, there's a kind of a little side note. So you need to remember, forgive. So your heavenly Father in heaven will forgive you. Now, he was, uh, our brother shared, um, kind of uh, shed a little light for, for that. That seems to be a little draconian. I mean, I think we'll all agree that statement. Um, so he did share a little light about it, but it, it's good for us to remember that it is foundational. And, it, uh, it, and it's required. And so moving on, the uh, I want to I want to talk about something that it's a pretty big subject, and I'll never be able to. I I'll, I'll say this: I'll never fully understand it. I don't know that everybody does fully understand it. But one of the foundations that we kind of give short shrift to is prayer. Prayer. You know, Bobby alluded this morning to this event that happened with Stephen in Acts chapter 7. And Stephen was connected to God in its fullest sense. So much so that after he full of the Holy Spirit, rebuked the nation of Israel or the, uh, the powers that be, if that's what you want to say. He was so connected that, um, and as they're dragging him around, I think that, the, what was it, that it took great offense and they were gnashing their teeth. They were so, so mad at him. In that period of time, Stephen said, Behold, I see 
the Lord Jesus sitting at the right hand of God. So, that is a sign of connectedness with the Lord. One of the most difficult questions to answer when someone comes up and asks you, does anybody know what it is regarding prayer? Come on, now everyone in this room. Why doesn't he answer prayer? That's... Why should I be praying? You see, prayer is not about a laundry list. Prayer is the start, the growth, and the, the end of connectedness with God. And it's easy to, to say, we got to pray about it. It's just like, I need my car fixed, I need this fixed, I need that fixed. And we forget that the Lord already knows all these things. It's not about that. This is about... Let me give you an example. And I'm going to read, I'm going to read a scripture, uh, uh, the, the Lord's Prayer out of, out of John here. But does anybody remember in the scriptures when Elijah goes to Ahab and he said, three and a half years, What? Nothing. No water. He was connected to God. The Lord spoke to him, and he did it. Right? He went to Ahab, and he told him. Things dried up. He's dried for three and a half years. And the Lord spoke to him again. And he says, go tell Ahab, I'm going I'm to bring rain. Now, and he did. And so you have to remember the, the whole story. But so say that you're Joe Schmo. Now in James, James says, Elijah, what? He was a normal guy, just like you and me. Says that. Elijah was a, made out of flesh and blood. And Elijah goes, tells Ahab, it's going to rain, and then there's a cool story about that. But in, the, in that three and a half year period, and you're Joe Schmo, and you're starving to death, or you think you are, and you're praying to God, Lord, we need rain. We need rain. We need rain. And that was, say, maybe five months into year one. So, what's coming to mind? He's not Why is he not answering me? See, there's a larger picture that there's only one way to get exposed to. One way. Prayer. The Holy Spirit. Prayer in the Spirit is how we can, we may not like it, we may not understand it, but we start getting a larger view of the work of God in everything that is going on. And so, I, well, let me start off by reading this. Sorry. 
out of Matthew chapter 6. <clears throat> and you guys know my style. Because, um, you know, if I ask a question, I, I, I like people to answer. So feel free to, feel free to pipe up. <clears throat> I'm going to start in verse 5. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And then I'll read what Tom read us. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So let's take a, let's take a minute or two and break down, uh, break this down. So, when the, one of the biggest see this this is a this is a pattern for prayer this is a way for us to see who God is who we are our roles his roles and so on and so forth and it so it's a heart issue so this, is, this becomes an issue, and this is where we, we can fall down. This is where we can get lost. Because he starts off, and he's referring, don't pray as the hypocrite, hypocrites pray. You know, in, in the Jewish tradition, the tradition was, the more words, the more you're heard. And that's why he says, you don't, you don't need, look, look that, all that's going to do is going to draw attention to yourself. So, be real with God. Don't, there's no other, because if the attention's on you, there's no glory for God in that. Right? So what he's saying is like, look, take a different path. Go into your secret place and beseech the Lord. You know, when, I, when Elijah, so when he got the word and he went back to Ahab and said, oh, rain's going to come. He went down, he, he, kinda, he went away, and I can't remember the hill he was on, if it even was a hill. But it, it describes Elijah as getting down, like on his haunches, kind of like this, with his head between his, his legs, and with his head in his hands, like this, praying fervently. And nothing. Gets up, 
You know, he did say, Ahab, I hear some thunder rolling. I hear a storm coming in. But here, he's, he, this is after he told, said it to him, heard, the God, or heard God's word. He's out and he's got his head in his hands and he's praying fervently, tells a servant, and it says, go out there and see if there's something coming. Servant comes back, nothing's coming. He's still praying fervently. <clears throat> go out there and check again and check again and check again. Does it seven times. And then finally, did anybody remember the story? It was like a cloud. The size of a fist. <laughs> I'm sure Ahab was going like, oh, okay. <laughs> but the point is, so that posture of prayer, so it was, you know, t- today... When, uh, when, and this is kind of really close to our hearts right now, when a, uh, a woman gives birth, they're in the stirrups and they have the, the IV and you know, they get the shot in the spine. What is that called? Uh, epidural, all that stuff. Well, see, back then, that posture, that was how a baby was born. And he was in travail that something might be birthed from heaven. He was in his prayer closet. And he, it's one of those things, he didn't forget it wasn't lost. And the best thing to do is when, is when you're first starting out, it becomes a habit. It becomes, and, it, and it's, that habit can only be rooted and driven by faith. I covered the secret place. I covered the vain repetitions. And we covered, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you even ask them. So, he says, so you have those things kind of, in, kind of covered, but here's, here, let's, let, let's get a pattern of prayer. And it says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Does someone want to have any commentary on that? What? possibly does that connote as if that's a word no, we should give praise to God first and foremost and recognize who he is what he's done for us and who we are in him exactly it, it's kind of a first things who God is it's not my dad not my not my you know this is really it, it was it was not the, the Jewish community did not refer to God as their father. This is new. So this, so this is kind of revelation. Our Father in heaven. Not only is your name holy or hallowed, but we recognize that your name is hallowed. We have been blessed um, in, in the believing community that we can go boldly before the throne of God. And a lot of times what that means for some people is that they go in and they forget who it is they're going in before. Can't do that. He's a loving God, but He is the creator of heaven and earth. And what that means is He is the Almighty. You go in recognizing and 
comporting yourself in a way that reflects who he is. It's reverence. It's love. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what does that re- what what sort what does that reflect a heart? What what does that say about the heart that's praying that? Thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What what sort of reflection does that give to that heart that's praying that 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 principle? And does anybody have a uh, an example in the scriptures of that? Exactly right, Nance. Exactly right. And the thing is, is so this kind of goes back to the reason. We don't get God's heart unless we connect, unless we are connected. It is, a, it is look, these things are, it is a practice. It, it's, it's not something done, you know, if I, if I pull lever A, I get lever B. And then it, it's just, it's, that's not how God's economy works. This is a relationship. And I can tell you the best example, the absolute best example that we have is the Lord Jesus himself. Because if there was ever anybody that was praying fervently, it was the Lord Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Blood. And, you know... This is, it's actually really encouraging for us because we, we sit there and we watch someone that knows what's about to happen. The other guys, where are they at? They're sleeping. They have no idea. And in one of the Gospels, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. Eh, no idea. But the Lord is, is fervently praying. And what does he pray? Because remember, what is about to happen to him? That's what he prays because the cup represents the full wrath of God. It's all through, it's all through the scriptures. That cup represents the full wrath of God. Every, every jot and tittle is going to be in that cup. And he's saying, Lord... Let this cup pass from me. And what was the answer? Nevertheless. That is someone that is connected to God. So, you know, there's the, you know, prayer works. And again, you're never going to understand everything. But there are things that God says yes to, and there's things that God says no to. He said no to his son. He said no. And then there are, what's the third one? Not yet. Wait. What, so I was going to ask, I'm sure everyone knows it, but what does it say in Isaiah about those who wait on the Lord? 
Their strength and that's right. <laughs> so, so, so here's the thing: is we find ourselves a lot of time in that place of waiting. Jesus didn't have to wait long. That was kind of like a no that he knew there was a no. He knowed it was no. So that's the heart of someone that is connected intimately with God. Is that his, his, I can tell you this. You know, I've heard all sorts of, of, um, of uh, messages on um, the, the preaching of that, the Garden of Gethsemane. But at the end of the day, the Lord knew that he was, he was going to be soiled by this cup. Soil, and you know what I mean by when I, when I say that. It was, it was going to cause a separation from him that he was so connected to. Do you remember when he was saying to the, was it to the disciples? Or was it his brothers? I can't remember exactly. But they says, well, um, he, he told him, he says, I'm not going up to Jerusalem right now. It's not, it's not time yet. And then literally, with one, one verse later, he says, I'm going up to Jerusalem. So do you think he lied to those guys? Here's what I think. I think up until that time, he was not led to go up to Jerusalem. And then like that, he was so connected so connected to the Lord. He says, oh, I mean, I am going up there. I just heard. Got the phone call. That's connected. That happens from a discipline of prayer. And we have, the, we have a wonderful example in the Lord Jesus. First thing, he, when he comes, uh, when, he, when his ministry is, is, I don't know, inaugurated or whatever, first thing he does, he goes out in the desert 40 days, 40 nights, whatever, and prays. He's connected. Not that he hadn't been praying up, but that was the prayed, the fervent prayer. He was tempted in all things. And we have that pattern of connect of the process of being connected to the Lord. It is really easy. I'm speaking to myself. It is really easy to be casual about prayer and your prayer time. You know, it's a great book, that Sorge guy. What was his first name? Um, Bob. Bob Sorge. It's the Secrets of the Secret Place. It's a great reminder of, of, of this process. And I hate to sound like it's a mechanical thing. It is not a mechanical thing. Anyways, let's move on. <clears throat> on earth as in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. What do you think? What we need, not necessarily need, not greed, right? <laughs> I, I read that somewhere. Um, exactly. It tells, it tells something about us and it tells something about the heart of God. You know, one time when I was, uh, and, I, and I wish I would have seen this through, but <laughs> my dad was trying to teach me how to actually sail, right? We had a little sailboat. And uh, I was just a little, little guy. And we're in the boat, and I'm sitting there, and I'm praying, and I'm praying. And he's like, what are you doing? 
And uh, I says, well, I'm praying to Jesus that uh, he sends us some wind because we were like deadlocked. We were like sitting there. And, you know, for a seven-year-old kid, I was bored stiff. So I'm like, Lord, please, I'm going to send some wind. And uh, my dad, uh, who was not a believer, said to me, he said, God is busy and he doesn't have time to worry about something like that. You know, and I was like, oh, okay, then I'll shut up then, you know. I'm sure that that didn't please the Lord in any way, shape, or form, you know. But I believe that the Lord is, he is connected. He, he, he wants us, he wants to be so involved in our own lives that when I say, Lord, I need, I need some wind, he wants, well, he might have said no, because there, there might have been a reason why there was gonna, shouldn't be any wind, but at the same time, he's connected. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And what that means is he's like, look, I know that you need food, but I want to talk with you about this. Every day, I know you need something. And back then, it was meaningful because most people, they live paycheck to paycheck, day to day. Two days of being sick meant they were starving. So it was a, it was a thing. It's like, Lord, Lord, I, you know that I, I need to eat today. And he is, and he's saying is that the Lord is responsive and sensitive to those even practical needs. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So this is another one of those that where you you are. You have, you have some questions to ask. Would, would, so, there's a better translation for lead us not into temptation. And, and, a lot of, and, and, and it, it's mainly trial, testing. Lead us not into testing. Which is a way to say, it's like, Lord, you know my heart. Did I skip something there? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, let me finish this. I'm super sorry. It's, it's these glasses. <laughs> I know. I know. You could have been right there. That happens to me. Lead us not into trial. So we get some conf- conflicting ideas about this. You know, and, you know we, we read and... In some of in some of the uh, epistles about take joy in in all your your trials and uh, in in Acts they were they were elated that they were they were suffering because of the name of Jesus and and the the idea uh, behind this is like Lord you know me you know that what my capabilities are. And you know where I'm going to fall. And I pray that I am not led into that for your name's sake and for, for me. Lead me not into those trials that you know are going to destroy me. It is, it's something that, that it, it, it reflects a heart that loves the Lord. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us. We learned a lot about that 
last week. So important. A heart that um, uh, doesn't forgive. Uh, it is a heart that's closed, right? And if if your heart's closed, you can't receive. You can't receive from from God because of how closed off it is. And he talks about it in the in the in the very next breath. And he's like, "Look, this is a principle, and you don't look. Don't you know like." We like, again, things like tied up in a bow and in a box and set on the shelf and this and that. You know, it's like, look, this is a principle that's like, look, I, I, I want to do a work in your life. And part of that is being open to me and being open to the work that I have. And one of the things, guys, is this principle of forgiveness. So there's a lot of material here. And this isn't really a prayer. This, this is a pattern for prayer. And one of the problems is, is a, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes, man, I, like I'll tell you, last night I was tired and um, we hadn't heard from Jonah all day. And Tina was really bumming. And uh, she was like, well, let's pray. It was like I, I prayed out of a box. Lord, save Jonah. Keep him safe. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I like a light. You know what I mean? And I, this isn't a, this isn't a to condemn anybody. I'm not going to condemn myself for it. You know, but it could have been done better, and it and it is a result of being casual. You know, we're we're told not to be casual. This is the creator of the universe, the Almighty, and I broke my own rule. <laughs> And I have broken it on more than one occasion. And I just want to encourage everyone to um, this idea of of prayer is a uh, is something that is just it's it is just the the Bible is lousy with by lousy it's everywhere <laughs> what that means is lousy with these ideas of prayer. And one of the ones is in James. And, you know, this, these, are, these are the things that cause people to wrestle with the Scriptures. It's extremely important, no less important, to be in the Word of God. That's how the Lord will speak to you. What about this, Lord? Well, what does my Scripture say? I don't know. I didn't read it. Well, here's an idea. Read it. And this is in James chapter 5, starting in verse 13. Is any, anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs. Let me stop there for a second. So what's the similarity between those two? We've, I've been saying it like a thousand times today. They're both connected. They're connected. It is a connectedness with God. If you're suffering, pray. If you're in good shape, sing. Is anyone among you sick? So really the, the idea behind this word sick is weary 
So if you don't mind, I'm going to use that word weary. Is anyone among you weary? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So that kind of good, this sort of goes back to what, what Tina said or what Bobby said about why doesn't he answer my prayers or why do I need to pray? Well, this activity connects us with the Lord. And uh, it's not just an individual connectedness. It is a corporate connectedness, a communal connectedness. You know, when it... Do you remember when, when Jesus asked Peter, who do you say that I am? You remember that? And what does Peter say? He says, you're the Christ. He says, your name's Peter now. And on this, I'm going to build my church. And he goes on, he starts talking, talking about it. And what does he say? Because this, this is one of the things, it's, it's a communal thing. And I'll finish up here briefly. Um, what does he say to him about binding and loosing? He says, whatever you bind and what, uh, will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose. So here's the thing about that. So that's, that wasn't kind of a new thing. You know, back in, uh, there are some writings. Um, <laughs> this was a community thing, right? This, was, this has to do with the church. This is the first time in the New Testament that the church is mentioned. The, is it ecclesia? Is that the word? Yeah. It's the first time it's mentioned that the Lord says it here. <clears throat> Back in the day. So there was this thing. This, these, so uh, y- y- if you thought maybe your house was unclean because your dog died, uh, uh, you'd have to go and say, hey, look, the dog di- died on the porch. Is my house unclean? So it was outside the house? It was, was it on the grass or was it in the house? He says, oh, it was. Well, say, for instance, it was on, on the grass. Says, oh, you're clean, you're good. Well, my dog died and it was in the living room next to the TV. <laughs> and and it's, so what he says, oh, unclean, unclean. He says, what about if my dog died on the porch? They're like, oh, oh, oy, yay. <laughs> that's, that's probably what they got, oy, yay. And so the questions would be asked, well, did the dog die? Was its nose facing into the house? <laughs> yes, unclean. Was the dog died? Was the dog died? Did it face outside away from the house? Yeah, it was facing, facing the, the fence. He says, oh, you're good. Can you imagine that kind of stuff, having to be subjected to that kind of stuff, that is a real story. That, real, that was in the writings. So evidently, if your dog died and it was facing away from your house, you were clean, you didn't have to worry. The Lord 
whose sacrifice was the perfect sacrifice, acceptable to God. We don't have to worry about, about all that. The beauty is the simplicity of this. And he's saying, he says, what you bind in heaven, or what you bind here is going to be bound there. He's talking about that. that kind of, Look, I've released you from all that kind of stuff. We've been, we've been freed. You know, a lot of people, I had a brother, guy came to the shop, he was doing a plumbing job, and he, came, he says, I, I came to town because I'm a spiritual warfare, I'm, uh, 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 I'm, to fight the spiritual warfare, and I'm going to bind and loose and this and that and the other. And I was like, oh, brother, please don't do this on your own because you will find yourself in a lot of trouble. This is not a table for one. This is a table for the church. So I say that, say that there are different aspects because the Lord just spoke about it. Go into your prayer closet. These things are your kind of like, Lord, my heart is open. Search. Carol prayed last week. Lord, search. Maybe it wasn't last week, but I recently. She said, Lord, search my heart and make it true. That's your prayer closet. It's not about getting food and this and that and the other. All that stuff, that's all included. Lord, and you know, you know I have a need. My car needs fixed and I'm, I don't have the money. But that's not what your prayer life is about. It's not, it, your prayer life is not a Christmas list that's going to be sent to the North Pole. It is about, search my heart, Lord. I love you. And I want to please you. And, and the truth be told, I don't know how to do that. In corporate life, in corporate prayer, so we just learned out of James that there are aspects about our personal life that are for the corporate prayer life. The laying on of hands. He's weary. You know, the story that we have in Moses, with Moses on the mountain, when, he, when they're fighting the battle against, is it the Amalekites? <clears throat> and he's, he's lifting it up. He got tired. He got weary. And so what happened? He had two witnesses. It was uh, her and Aaron, I think. Does that sound right? Okay. So <clears throat> they go up, up there. They put him something to sit down on. It's, Man, you're tired. Why don't you sit down? And they held his arms up. Now, I know we've heard that story a lot of times, but it is for real. We have a role to play. You know, I had a brother one time. prayed with us for years. And uh, came in one day, so I'm not meeting anymore. And I was like, oh, Bobby was there. Oh, why? And he said, I've been praying for the same things for the last 10 years. And nothing's changed. And the question that I had, I said, so your solution is to cut off the folks that are dear and will pray dear to you or treat you dear and will pray for you. There's no response. He never, never came back. And the point being is, and no one from that point on to lift his hands up because he was tired. And I understood everything he was saying. 
The only thing that I didn't understand was his solution. Be in your prayer closet. Don't forsake the fellowship with other believers. It's extremely, extremely important. And, you know, the... Oh, there, there it is. I, I found that scripture then. Okay. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And then he goes on, if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Sometimes we don't get uh, seconds on the corn dogs. Or we don't get the shiny new paint job. We get what we need. And he's faithful. And the goal in prayer life is not to, to receive stuff. The Lord, didn't, the, the Lord lived a life of simplicity and near poverty, you know, when he was, you know, he was living off of the, the, the other things. So his life wasn't tied up. And all that stuff. And I'm not talking, saying anything about riches or poverty and this and that and the other. I'm saying that our motives are aligned with the Lord's. And that's what happens with a disciplined prayer life. Is that we learn this whole thing. <clears throat> prayer and prayer life is a learned skill. It just does not just happen. And we need to be aware of that, and we need to do something about it. And I'm going to close here right now, and I'm going to say this, because I've been talking forever. Um, I want to say that I'm available. Um, if someone needs to pray, I'm available. And I remember Dale King used to have a card he would hand out to people. It says, Dale King, I'm available. Well, this is my business card. So I'm available. And together, we can learn, we can discover Something beautiful about prayer. Bobby and I have been praying 28, 29 years. It is my lifeline. It is absolutely my lifeline. And you know, sometimes it's just like, brother, I'm tired. And he says, brother, I'm tired too. And I said, well, I'm not lifting your hands up. He said, I ain't lifting up your hands up neither. So let's just be before God. It's meaningful, and it matters. And how come the Lord doesn't answer my prayer? Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And it takes a hefty and healthy measure of faith to carry on in doing that. I just want to encourage you that it is for real. So in our fundamentals, don't neglect the prayer life. Don't neglect the prayer life because you might find out you're in a uh, you, you start you operate in that way and then you might find out you hit a dead end and you're going to need to be in prayer prayer remember prayer is a learned skill lord thank you for this ability to connect with you um we have um so much um that, Lord, we, have, we know that we have so much to pray about. And Lord, 
we also know that there's stuff that we, we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. But Lord, your, your um, saving hand has kept us. Mm-hmm. And we, um, we just want to pray. Lord, even as we prayed this morning, Lord, um, uh, the pestilence will not get us by night. And we're grateful for that. And we cling to your promises. Lord, help us in our study of your word that you might speak to us. Lord, that we can learn just as Elijah prayed according to your word. The prayers of a righteous man availeth much. And it has its positive effects. Thank you, Lord. Amen.